Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, Every ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Jerry Springer. Hi, you. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Hey. Senior executive producer yes. Galvin, um, are we going to change that intro anytime soon? Uh, fact, the folk school coffee parlor. Right. Well, we we are <laughs> going there. back there. I talked to uh, Matt Williams, catfish, who owns it, and um, I mean, you're going over to Ambient Studios to do some work. Maybe we, while you're there, on some, another project you're doing. Maybe while you're there, we should record a different opening because it turns out it's been almost a year, maybe yeah, has been a year, yeah, since we've been doing it. I think everybody understands with uh, COVID nineteen the switch up that the world has had to do. But we are going back there, and we're hoping to get back there soon. Which leads me into this: I today uh, got a COVID-19 vaccine. I got the Pfizer. You have to wait 15 minutes after you get it. Cause you have to thaw your arm out. Cause it's about 50 below zero. And, but I did, I did get the, uh, well, how, the vaccine. Well, whoa, whoa, how, I mean, I th- I'm happy for you that you got, but how did you get it? I can't, well, I, I, I can't get through. Uh, I wanted to ask you about that because everybody assumed, I know we did on the Jerry Springer podcast team. And by the way, we have Nicholas Clay coming up, a singer songwriter is from uh, Morrow, Ohio, uh, yep. somewhere kind of between Cincinnati and Dayton and Columbus and all that, you know, That's uh, Bigfoot North, North country. Cincinnati, big, Bigfoot country. Bigfoot. I was telling Nicholas before we started, uh, recording that I wrote an article for Cincinnati Magazine. I urge everybody to go look it up online, Cincinnati Magazine. Go into their archives, but I uh, hooked up with some Bigfoot hunters. And there are a number of organizations in an urban area, believe it or not, like Cincinnati, as well as other places and all across the country and multiple uh, reality TV shows. And they actually went hunting for Bigfoot in Morrow, Ohio, because three members of a regional organization had a sighting in on that little river, Nicholas, that's in a city park that's not far from the town center. Not, I wouldn't call it an urban area like Columbus, Ohio. Cincinnati. <laughs> it's definitely not an urban area. No, it's, no, a, little, it's, a, village. it's a little village. <laughs> very, very cool place, by the way. I love Mar- and that spotting, Mar- that spotting was probably just just Todd. Todd hangs down by the river. Yeah, there you go. Like, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. That's Nicholas Clay. We're going to bring him back in a few minutes. Megan's going to give you some more information and chat with him. He's going to do a song. But Jerry, back to COVID-19. Yeah. So I got an appointment. Actually, I have two appointments. Now I'm going to give up my other one so someone else can take that slot. In the greater Cincinnati area, at my age, I'm 77, so I was in that 75 and above bracket. I was able to get two appointments fairly quickly. And I, as I say, I got my first shot today. Uh, and a serious question, you're in the Sarasota area, let's say. Yeah. You yeah. have not been able to find a spot to get an appointment locked in? No, no. It, it, it's chaos down here. I mean, you you know, you you call all the all the numbers you're supposed to call, you register and all that. And, you know, 
and I'm in that, I'm the same age you are. So, uh, right. And, and they say, what's your name? Uh, and I say, Jerry. And then they hang up. Yeah. <laughs> I say, yeah. Jerry Springer. They say, oh, we, we're out of them. <laughs> yeah, we're out. Yeah, we're, we're, just we're out of vaccine. <laughs> I, I, you know, and all now, you seriously. guys get it, and I don't get it. Megan's like 23, and she got it. Yeah, what Wednesday. is that about? It's Wednesday. <laughs> They brought it to my house. <laughs> they brought it to her house. They come here. <laughs> Came with a, a cooler, cooler with some dry exactly. ice in it. Hey, Jerry, yeah. yes. you're on, uh, you're calling numbers because I've been there. You, you get on lists, but then you're not hearing back. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know what? That is, that is really, really crazy. crazy because Florida I've heard stories, tell me if I'm wrong, that Governor DeSantis in Florida has sort of invited people from around the country. And I guess it has to do with, uh, you know, right. Disney You're World right. can't draw people in, getting a that's shot, a, Will. Yeah, that's exactly right. That you can come from someplace else, you come down to Florida, and even though you don't live there, you can get the shots. And, hmm. and, and you know, it's, it's, it's like, and I tell them, I'm essential. <laughs> I know. You are to us. They're not, they're, not, they're, not, they're not buying it. They're they're not buying it. So uh but switch over what? for a second. Uh your friend, uh, yes. and I know your friends, we've talked about a little bit, and I was with you once on a project out in LA and we were in a wonderful diner uh, that you took. Yeah, yeah, Nate and Al's. Nate and Al's back, you and I. Yeah. And, and then you said, hey, wait a minute, there's Larry King. I'm going <laughs> to go back and say hello. And you got up and you went back, sat down with him and his buddies for 10 minutes and, you know, jabbered. So uh, you knew Larry King. And we, of course, were sad to report that he passed just yeah. recently, maybe of COVID-19. Yeah. He had COVID-19, but he had other lot of conditions. Did they ever say? No, I he had COVID-19, but I'm not sure they said he had Oh my gosh, he had had strokes, uh, yeah. numerous heart attacks, bypass surgery, uh, even I think lung cancer at the end. Um, so he, you know, he was ill at the end. I had a, yeah, I've known him for years and uh, on numerous occasions was on his show. And uh, he was just a wonderful interviewer. I mean, he just sat down and for an hour, you, you just felt like you're talking to a buddy. I mean, it, it didn't feel like an interview. When you talk to him, he yeah. was so skillful. And but anyway, the last time I was on, which I think was last February, I'm in the green room and he's uh, and all of a sudden he comes in, but he's being pushed in a wheelchair. I had no idea. This was apparently after the stroke. He had no use of his feet or legs anymore. And uh, and but he did the interview and, you know, he sits at that round table. So, you know, you don't know he's in a wheelchair. And uh, he was just so alert. And so, yeah, it, uh, he will be missed because he was uh, he's such a giant in the talk business. And he started on radio. I mean, radio was his yeah. skill. And uh, that's yeah. where you really learn how to, you know, nowadays, often it's, you know, make sure you look pretty. And, uh, you know, and here's a list of questions. But back in the radio days, well, you know that, Gene, because you were in radio is. uh yeah. It's just, it, it's a greater skill. You really learn how to talk to people when you're on radio. Well, it, it, you have to tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it, and it is that thing that radio people call theater of the mind. It is a skill to storytell, as you're saying, Megan, in a way that allows for the listener to use his or her imagination to fill in the blanks of what you're doing. He, yeah. He's very, very skillful at it. Uh, very cool. There, there is another thing that happened that gave, I know, man, I thought, here it is. Here's the opening and an event in uh, politics. And that is the announcement the other day by Rob Portman, who is a senator from Ohio, that he oh, is right. not going to run for reelection in two years. And I immediately saw a job for myself because if I can get <laughs> you, Jerry, to run for yeah. Senate in the state of Ohio, which you have had uh, false starts at about 24 times in your life, <laughs> where you run up to the water and then, Megan, if you can picture it, running up and he gets his toes get in the water and then he jumps back a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> can you picture that <laughs> one? That's, that's theater that's, of the mind. Yeah, well, that water was and cold. He's, he's <laughs> oh, yeah. Water was cold. <laughs> water was cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, true, Jerry. You have many times, actually, a couple times you have, seriously. Oh, yeah. Thought in, seriously oh, about 2000 and, 2004 was uh, the time that, uh, you know, we almost ran for the Senate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and six, uh, 2006, and then 2018, there was more flirting with the governor's office. But yeah. for the Senate, it was back in 2004. I remember we were at the convention. So why not uh, come, come back to Ohio and run for Senate in Ohio? Allow us to float that trial balloon. <laughs> Oh, no. What do you think? No. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, you're crazy, but I am announcing today. Uh, <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, something. Uh, no, I mean, you know, gosh, if if we both were 10 years younger, uh, you know, yeah, in a heartbeat, because now there's such a great reason to do it. But, you know, I, I there's, so, there's so many qualified people that are, again, younger, and I don't think we need more 78-year, 77-year-old people running for political office. I mean, I'm glad Biden's there, but we really do need to bring the generation that's going to be around with these decisions that are being made. They kind of got to get into it. Uh, so I have an announcement to make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But of course, uh, you know, there is such a thing as a draft. And uh, there is, there is, oh, you, man, you is, should is, know. Window, is that the window open yeah. or am I feeling it? No. <laughs> well, I, I was going to say, you should know you dodged it during the Vietnam War. Hey, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that's not true. Jerry served honorably in the fighting uh, 139th. Yeah. Um, what were you? No. What was your job? Uh, I was a lawyer. It, it was the JAG Corps. And we met, and uh, yeah, and we grew up in a chair. No, well, the Jag Corps is the Judge Advocate General. Yeah, yeah we know. Well, I know yeah. what it is. We, no, I figured you We've seen the man. show. We've watched the TV show. Yeah. So uh, they figured I out the Did you ever, at any point in your proud service yes. in the United States Army, and it's a serious question, did you ever, at any point, 
put on a uniform in which everything matched in the uniform. Where you had a blouse, which is a, you know the yeah. jacket, no, and uh, well, a tie and pants. And, yeah, in yes. boot camp, in boot camp, you had to. Yeah. So in After camp, that, did, on those weekend so meetings, much. those monthly weekend meetings, yeah, that was a uh, I was fashionably challenged. There, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the whole unit it was ridiculous. You know, we didn't have the right color shoes. We had wrong <laughs> socks. Pants didn't match to the shirt. I mean, boy, and once a year there'd be like some inspection. Boy, did we have to hustle for that. Yeah. So, but I'll tell you, you know, we. Um, we met once a month in Sharonville, Ohio. And while I was there, and this is God's truth, there wasn't one attack on the fort. Well, so thank, thank you, you for your service. Thank you for sir. your service. Semper Fi, yeah. Semper Fi. Oh man, this is so disrespectful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to everyone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Not to me, but to the military. But no, I served honorably. I got I got my six years in. Good for you. I, I know. I, I I got a little uh, nervous when I knew that you were uh, graduating or or being discharged, whatever. Because I thought, yeah, that. whatever. <laughs> being asked to leave. Yeah, shit, can, <laughs> shit can happen now, man. Yeah. Out of there. Oh yeah. And let me ask you something. Uh, we have for the last what four years. Uh, with your uh, weekly thought, uh, when you, at our request, analyze something, and you've been writing, uh, lately you've been writing, I think they're wonderful, they're poetic, and very, very well thought out. Uh, but things changed a few weeks back, where Joe Biden was inaugurated. Oh, wonderful. And so, so Donald Trump, as sort of the whipping boy, is, well, he may not be gone yet. But what have you thought about this week? Well, now that the impeachment trial is upon us, uh, actually, I see three separate considerations. First is the moral legal one uh, on the substance of Trump's behavior. I mean, he's being charged with inciting an insurrection, which, of course, he did. We now, now find out that his paid campaign staffers under his orders invited all his followers, white supremacists and proud boys among them, to come to Washington on January 6th to march on the Capitol and attempt to stop the Congress and Senate from officially certifying the electoral victory of Joe Biden. Well, he created the lie. That's what Trump did. He created the lie of the election being fraudulent and stolen, which inspired the crowd to come and march and with his words, fight. Indeed, his intent is revealed in his tape calls to election officials in Georgia to throw out the election results and find 11,000 plus votes for him. And let's not forget the fact that once the assault on the Capitol started, he sat in his office watching it all on television, according to reports, enjoying it, and refusing to do or say anything to stop it until it was virtually over. And then the words, I love you all, you're all patriots. Of course he incited all this, which leaves the question, should he be convicted now that he's already out of office, compliments of the voters. The argument for is obvious. He committed a high crime and nobody is above the law. 
he must be held accountable, otherwise the precedent is set. A president will then have the power of a king. He can do then whatever he wants, even overthrow our government and never be held accountable. So the argument for conviction seems clear. But then what are the arguments against it? Well, there are two being raised by Republicans now. The first is the country needs healing. We need to unite to end this polarization and and a contentious trial will just further inflame our divisions. Well, certainly we need to unite, but that unity has to be around certain principles for which America stands. And that is that democracy is fragile, the people's vote is sacred, and nobody is above the law. If we can't all agree on that, then what is the unity for? And if this is unity, and if there is unity on these principles, then of course Trump has to be held accountable. Otherwise, he would be above the law. And there goes democracy. The other argument against conviction is the preposterous claim that once a president or any official leaves office, he can no longer be convicted by the Senate. That is not true. The Constitution clearly states that if a president, for example, is impeached, there are two possible penalties, removal from office by a two-thirds vote, and if a mere majority of the Senate decides, he may be barred from ever holding federal office again. So yes, Trump is already gone, but the Senate must be given the opportunity, if they so decide, to also bar him from any future political office. Why is that provision so important? Because if you say once a president is out of office, you can't then try him, well, then Trump or any other president after him, if he sees that he might be convicted, he would simply resign. And then the very next day announce that he's running again in the next election. So that would be meaningless. There would be no way to bar him no matter what crimes he committed. You think you're going to be convicted? Just resign and then say, I'm going to run again. That would be what would happen if you weren't allowed to have a trial of him even after he's out of office. That clause would have no meaning because no president would stick around long enough to let that punishment be voted on. So, of course, a president can be tried for crimes he committed while in office, even if he's no longer in office. And by the way, there's precedence for that back in Grant's administration back in the 1850s, excuse me, 1870s. So having concluded that on the merits, Trump should be tried and there is no meaningful unifying and healing unless we do as a nation commit to the rule of law. It's worth noticing that such a trial may indeed have political consequences and perhaps not those that the respective parties intend. I believe Mitch McConnell must be thinking that if they don't convict Trump and he does decide to run for president again in 2024, the Republicans will have guaranteed another presidential victory for the Democrats. The Republican primaries will be a civil war. All the other candidates on stage ripping a twice impeached Trump And though in a crowded field, Trump would still probably win the nomination, that is, the party would be so divided afterwards 
the losing candidates, their followers would simply stay home. And the Democratic candidate, whether it's Biden or whomever, if he doesn't run, the Democratic candidate will win in an even larger landslide than he did this time. There's no way America wants to go back to the horror and chaos of these past four years. So if the considerations are political, not convicting him may turn out to be the safest route for the Democrats and the death knell for the Republicans. They may not say so publicly, but the Republicans would like nothing more than to be free of Trump and what he has done to what was once a legitimate political party. It once was just anti-Democrat. It now is anti-democracy. Good one, Jerry. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Very well Thank said. You. Very well said. Yeah, he's pretty good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. Turns yeah, out. but I still can't Jerry get a talk. shot. I still can't get a shot. <laughs> yeah. Man. You need to get one. Like Gene said, as we, as we started tonight. Go ahead, Gene. I'm sorry. Well, we need to protect our investment. Let's get Jerry a shot. <laughs> I agree with Gene. Uh, I think you should definitely run Protect for yeah. two votes. Thank you, Nicholas. That's, I'm on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> still, you're going to have to convince yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, like uh, Gene said, we are welcoming back to our show. Nicholas Clay, welcome back, Nick. It's good to have Woo! you. Yeah. Likewise. Thanks so much. He was he was with us way back uh, before the Trump days. And uh, he is with us again. So you are now living in Morrow, Ohio, as Gene said, but you're from Lebanon. Correct. Not too far from Morrow. Yeah. Yeah. Not too far. So what have you been up to in the past few years? <laughs> well, uh, you know, um, I think the last time we were all in the same room together, I think we all didn't know how good we had it. Um, I think None. Uh, no idea. <laughs> it was, you know, not just before COVID, but before Trump. And uh, it was just, um, Man, it was just nice, and I think that uh, simpler times. Wasn't it was, it? <laughs> uh, but I, I just had a just had a little girl, my, our first uh, around Thanksgiving of last year. So that's what's been, her name? Her name is Leona June. Nice. Oh, that's adorable. Thank I love you. that. Yeah. So we've definitely had our uh, our attentions focused uh, off of the negative stuff and onto her. So it's been nice. oh, yeah. good for you. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. Now, um, what what do you have for us this evening? What are we going to be listening to tonight, Nick? I'm not sure what uh, David has queued up, uh, but I've got two songs for you. Uh, one is called uh, Shadows in the Dark and the other one's called Orion. Uh, they're okay. going to be off the uh, upcoming release that I have. It's just going to be, I think, a, maybe a five or six song EP. Not too sure yet. I don't know when it's going to be released because who knows when doing a release is going to make any fiscal sense. Right. Uh, <laughs> so we'll we'll see. But uh, but yeah, those are the songs that I had selected for this evening. David, Perfect. what's what's it going to be, David? Shadows in the dark. Here we go. Shadows okay. in the dark. Yeah. This is uh, pretty much a ghost story. Um, when the sun had oh, gone nice. away, sliver of the light shone through the gray. Through the snow, I made night marks. Quiet stroll in February's dark. Saw the devil in the window. Seemed surprised and noticed him at all. Please say hello. I saw shadows in the dark Oh, I saw shadows in the dark 
I saw shadows in the dark Oh, I saw shadows in the dark Caught a glimpse you ought not see My spirit almost stole my breath from me Creature then began to move Clearly saw the walls passing through Saw the devil in the window Seemed surprised and noticed him at all Please say hello I saw shadows in the dark Oh, I saw shadows in the dark I saw shadows in the dark Oh, I saw shadows in the dark Just noticing we got to get the views up on this one. <laughs> got 10 views since April. Help me out, Jerry. Still not sure I know the truth. Boiling down the facts, don't find the truth. Guess as good as mine to claim. But I saw the thing and I know the name Saw the devil in the window Seemed surprised you noticed me at all Please say hello I saw shadows in the dark Oh, saw shadows in the dark I saw shadows in the dark Oh, saw shadows in the dark Saw shadows in the dark. Saw shadows in the dark. Saw shadows in the And that was Nick Clay. Nick, where can we hear more of your music? Where can we learn more about you as an artist? Well, I'd love to tell, tell you my, my show dates uh, coming up, but unfortunately there are none. Uh, this <laughs> is the, uh, you know, uh, last run of shows I did was uh, late fall of 2020, but uh, nicholasclaymusic.com. Uh, follow me on Facebook or you know Instagram uh, at Nicholas Clay Music um, or that Nicholas Clay on Instagram. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like oh. I said, not a, not a whole lot going on right now. So I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Absolutely. And again, congratulations on your little girl. Yeah. That's, Thank that's you. very exciting. Hey, Nicholas, a quick question. Uh, we, we don't have a whole lot of time on this episode, but do you, are you a spiritualist? Do you, for example, that song was about uh, spirits, ghosts, and it's good theater of the mind. It had a great mood. Mm -hmm, it was very yeah. well written. Thank you. So do you believe in that, that stuff? Um, you know, um, I think I'm still on the fence. My wife likes to call that song a spooky lullaby. Gotcha. Um, yeah. 
And yeah. I think that's a pretty, <laughs> pretty good descriptive term for it. Um, yeah, I, I've actually uh, got a couple other like narrated stories that of like, you know, personal encounters kind of thing on YouTube that uh, I, I kind of preface by saying, I, you know, I don't have any steadfast belief in the paranormal. I just, I just know what I saw and this is it. So it's just kind of like a fact, you know, as, as, you know, nothing's embellished. It's just what I saw kind of thing. And I, you know, that story, uh, that song, um, you know, touches on some of the notes of that story, but um, it's wow. actually, there's a, there's a YouTube link that I, I, I tell that whole story. Um, uh, maybe I can had, have David add that in the show notes or something okay. like that afterwards. Great. But uh, yeah. All right. I was curious. Hey, good. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. yeah, it is a spooky lullaby. Definitely. That's a great. <laughs> it's a really good description of that. All right. Well, I guess that's all we have this evening. And we're going to have, uh, I guess, one Jerry Springer singing on the way out tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Talk about spooky. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you guys next all time. Right. See you hey guys. Can you take us out on Lead Belly's Irene Goodnight? I would love And to. if you will, we love that song, and uh, Jerry Springer himself is going to jump in on a verse. So, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I listen to this podcast, and I hear a lot of my friends on here, and it's, uh, it's, right. it's, it's great. Last Saturday night, I got married. Me and my wife settled down. Now me and my wife are parted I think I'll take a little stroll downtown Everybody I live in the country and sometimes I live You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, recorded sometimes live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song and to you for listening. Check out our website at Come back now.